but the Obama phone would be like way cooler. I am Darren O'Neill. I'm coming to you live from the beautiful city of Chirac. Still alive. No COVID here. But how are things in uh, Austin? Uh, things are pretty good. Man, you, you sure have a high-pitched voice there, don't you? Yeah, I know. You, you <laughs> dropped about 14 <laughs> registers. Uh, since I'm, I'm down episode. a wee bit lower than normal here, yeah. Yeah, a little uh, bit lower. Not, not really trying to be. It's just the way it's coming out of my mouth now. So how are you feeling? I mean, I know all of your COVID I've, tests say negative, yeah, but uh, negative for all the COVIDs. But look at this is the amazing part. So I flew on an airplane. No, one of those big metal tubes with all the germs inside where every single person is forced to be masked up. But wait, no masks. Don't you understand? Those take every bad thing and they keep them from going into your mouth and stuff. Well, exactly. And then somehow after flying on this magical virus bus, <laughs> uh, I managed to. <laughs> I mean, it, well, it was like a day later, but I'm pretty sure this is where the infection happened. Uh, I start getting a sore throat. And I'm like, uh oh, that is the first thing they're saying with yeah. Omicron, little scratchy throat. Well, it's the first thing with about half the diseases that are virus based out there. True. So, I, had, I had something like last two, the April before COVID, the worst mm-hmm. sore throat that I've ever had. So I, you know, I don't know who knows what's going around. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, something is. But I did do a test and then i had another test a day later and they're both negative for covid but you know what this means is oh my god that means either the cold or flu or both or whatever the fuck i have are back so you have to like stay in your house for the next what 18 years don't go outside quarantine i was planning on doing that anyway but <laughs> <laughs> true the life but of it, a podcast uh, is perfect for disease exactly it's like there's not a whole lot of difference here uh but um, either way that my, my, uh, I, I actually haven't been at all sick in like three years. So it was a bit of a reminder and shock to me that, oh yeah, I remember this is what it used to feel like pre COVID when you just get something seasonal. Right now. Are you, have you been taking any supplements like the vitamin D3? Oh, I'm on, I'm on everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I probably taken 15, 16 pills every day at this point in my life. So it's, whatever uh, it is, is going to beat these uh, supplements. It's bigger and badder than whatever that well, is. I don't know that it's beating anything because while it has definitely affected the, uh, the timbre of my voice, um, I, the sore throat went away in about a day and it hasn't been sore since I never got stuffy nose. I never got any sinus stuff. Um, no lung issues, not coughing, no joint pains. I can still taste food, but I don't have an appetite. Like I'm not like, I think yesterday all I ate for the whole day was just, uh, one quesadilla. So pretty much just fatigue and a lack of an appetite. Yeah. yeah. Fatigue, lack of an appetite. I'm like, Hmm, this is familiar. I think this is the flu. Sounds like it, which, and, and typically though, the flu would have more like, you know, body pains and shit. But I think right. because of all the crap I'm taking, all the different vitamins and zinc and, and like you said, quercetin and, uh, all this and then tons of vitamin D and, and all this stuff. I think it's, it's drastically reduced the side effects of the flu, but it, it hasn't eliminated 
my having a flu. Right. Which is kind of, it makes sense. It is taking the symptoms and making them less severe, which is yeah. the same thing that at this point, any of the vaccinations are doing because they're oh, not- I, I think this isn't, this is probably a lot less severe than the vaccinated people. You never know. I mean, there's eh. been vastly different anecdotal evidence um, yes. on that kind of stuff. Yes. I mean, people have died because of the vaccination. So I don't people think have I've, died because of uh, the vitamin D. I don't know. About people that. have died because of the flu. People have died because, uh, you know, in inhaling cigarette smoke, people have died from just about everything at some point or another. It's just a question of how well, many. they have. They have. Occasionally they die from uh, red meat. Uh, too much okay. bacon. Not, not not where I was going to go. And those are good good <laughs> things that nobody's ever died from. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a that's, lie. That's a complete lie on your part. Bacon. Nobody's died from bacon in, in the history of bacon. Bacon is the healthiest <laughs> thing you can eat. It, they, they do say it is now being recognized as one of the most healthy things you can eat. I mean, it's mo- the most delicious thing you can eat. And that ultimately has always been the pre-programmed response that both animals and humans like have is taste. If something tastes good, it's good for you. That's how your, your body is developed is all the people that think something that's bad for you tastes good. Well, Darwin takes care of them. And so the only people that are left over to reproduce and pass on their genetics are people that think things that taste good are actually things that are good for them. Like bacon. Right. Which obviously you will live to your 105. If you have bacon every day. But do not take medical advice from. I don't know why you're saying I would have died 15 years ago, but okay. (laughs) That's kind of an insult. It's the bacon uh, diet. Yeah, bacon. uh, One of these days, maybe when we're back to doing uh, video, and the only reason we're not doing video today, I actually had a few things ready for video, is just because I'm literally wearing a bathrobe (laughs) in front of the mic. (laughs) You don't want people to just go run screaming from in front of their well, screen. I, I just don't need people like making fun and pointing out that, oh my God, you can't even dress to do a podcast. What the fuck's the matter with you? They're like, you're sick, man. I didn't even have the energy to put on a tracksuit today. You are gutting it out, as yeah. they say, which is, you know, that's admirable. I said, if you fall asleep halfway throughout the show, I'll just, you know, keep going. You know, we'll just, yeah, just, I have no problem with that. I mean, I hope I won't fall asleep halfway through the show, but, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll fall asleep like five minutes after we end the show. Which is how, what you do it anyway, because the show takes it all out of you. But it was nice that you didn't want to make people see you in your bathrobe, because then when you fall asleep, maybe the bathrobe <laughs> opens up. I start drooling. I right. mean, it's just not a place you want to go. It's not a pleasant no. visual. And uh, I mean, I have to figure out a way to do all that, too, with the lights, because the light for me really messes with the vision and trying to read stuff so that's not that i read a whole lot during the shows mm-hmm. most of the stuff is by memory and stuff that i would go back to hey well i well, read you this may be better this. off getting a uh getting like a higher end camera that's more sensitive better for the then, lower light and keeping the light level low so that it'll still look about the same but overall light on you will be much less what i do is i need to test this i've seen that there are ways magical ways to Mm -hmm. use either my android phone or the apple phone as a live webcam oh yeah yeah i've got that set up which if that were i mean i think the that's uh, my secondary phone my secondary camera on the live stream yeah and the camera 
on the iPhones is pretty damn good, even on the. It's really SEs. good. No, you're absolutely right. So the, yeah, I'll tell you the name of the software that does it right now. Uh, it's called. We know this is part Epoch of Epoch Cam Pro. E P O C C A M Pro. We will look at that, test it out. I was yeah. surprised that uh, it works really good. I play around with it. Scott Adams uses multiple iPads to broadcast. Which is wait, do you not understand? <laughs> My brain just broke thinking about it again, is that rather than doing one source, one camera, mm-hmm. and then splitting that to his locals and to YouTube and to Twitter mm-hmm. and all the places that he goes out, it seems to me that he does like every one of those on a different device, which is weird. Well, I, I never really saw Scott Adams as a particular pinnacle of technology. <laughs> True. I mean, here's the, the dirty secret with Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert is that he was not Dilbert. He was the project manager in real life, working at IBM. So he created a character that was his main character, which was actually not him. And a lot of people just assume it was him. Right. But and of no, course, he, he's the project manager that Dilbert is making fun of. And you're like, oh, you write what you know, which is kind of cool, I guess, because that means it's more self-deprecating then, because those are obviously oh, the, totally. <laughs> the people yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, that get the brunt. It, it is. And I, I think he just had a lot of opportunities of stories from the engineers that he worked with and how they behave and how, you know, they're kind of crazy. And well, we all know what they're like, like tech people, the, especially ones that have been around for a while and they're fairly successful. Get jaded. They, they kind of a little bit. <laughs> They they have a few complexes that they develop over time about like everybody else being a moron and never listening to them. And if people would just listen, then the world would just run perfectly smoothly. Well, that is exactly what I experienced with Scott Adams, because I know he does the live stream, his simultaneous sip thing. Mm-hmm. And I almost never notice Close enough to the time that it starts to figure I'll jump on and check it out. Now, the other mm-hmm. day, I happened to get, I happened to be in my email when it came in and I decided for once to check out the live Scott Adams thing, see what he's going to talk about. And he was talking okay. about the fact that two of his iPads basically died, crashed, something bad happened to them overnight, which I'm assuming a software update bored mm-hmm. them or something. But because of that, the audio, on youtube was bad mm-hmm. and he said he knew it was bad there's nothing he could do about it and he was telling people that hey you can go to my locals you don't have to pay i mean i heard it was the whole gene thing you know you can go there mm-hmm. you don't have to pay and you can get on the live stream there because yeah. i can't fix the audio on youtube yep and the comments on youtube i guess were you know because he's got a lot of people that watch and sure, listen to him sure sure all the comments were about how crappy the audio is. And he's like, if you keep if you keep complaining about the audio, I'm just going to turn off the YouTube feed. And he's like, I'll give you mm-hmm. one minute to stop talking about oh the audio. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. And then That's, they didn't. People love that stuff. People yes. always want to talk about it. So then he pulls the plug on YouTube <laughs> and he starts going, starts talking about something else. And he's like, now all the people on locals are talking about the audio. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. He he got 10 minutes in and just said, we'll try this tomorrow and, and bailed. Wow. Holy yeah. cow. And this was like wow. the first time I ever tried to watch one of these things. And I thought it was kind of funny that that was huh. the reaction. But before he went live, this, this was this was kind of a two prong where I kind of came away thinking Scott maybe was a little dumb. Mm-hmm. 
was before he went live on YouTube on the locals thing, he was talking about the fact that his family loses so many Apple earbuds that he has a thousand dollar a month budget to replace earbuds for his family. Yes, man. Why would you tell anybody that? And then he made the comment like, well, of course I can afford that, but that's not the point. So why would you tell people that? Yeah. Who you're asking to support you at the seven dollar a month level. Right. You know, I can honestly oh, say seven bucks as well. OK, yeah, I okay, think that's yeah. where he's at. And I can tell yeah. you the money that that I get goes to buy groceries and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. for the podcast. I thought the money you get goes to pay uh, for uh, what's his name? The Irishman, the Irishman, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly I don't yeah. even pay for that. My parents pay for that. I'm just. Oh, OK. Well, that's good. So you're getting that for free. Yes. So I just was I nice. Was, always like Bill was never watching until yeah. COVID hit. My parents love Bill. And that was their nightly news. After Bill went off, they don't want to watch no Fox News or anything like yep, that. Yep. So I just yeah, get, my you know, my dad piggyback. did the exact same thing. My mom never gave a shit about politics. My dad definitely was one of the you know original Fox guys. Like he liked the 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 lineup that they had starting out, and uh, they came out strong. I mean, when you look at what they had to what network news is now, not network uh, news but cable news. Yeah. How far was, are they falling? It, it was it was really good. Yeah, they're they're horseshit right now. But uh yeah, I think it wasn't just when O'Reilly left, but uh when Glenn Glenn left and a bunch of other people, my dad just stopped watching Fox and just went to what is it, OAN? Yes, one which, which News. just was uh I guess DirecTV's dumping OAN after the contract yeah, yeah. is over. I which mean, is hilarious because uh-huh. it's like Yes, we we don't think that uh, a percentage of the people that give us money should be watching something that our millennial employees don't like, and therefore we're just going to dump the channel. Well, let's see how many people dump your service. You can get everything on the internet now. You don't have to have cable. I don't, which is, it's like, and I have never looked back. I've never felt like I needed to have the cable connection up until the point that we dropped it. The only thing that you somewhat had to have the cable connection for was live sports. And even that is out the door now because even doesn't matter what live sport you want to watch. It's streaming somewhere. Well, and I believe I don't subscribe to this shit, but uh, I believe YouTube has a live sports deal now where if you pay for YouTube, whatever package, it gives you all the live sports games, like basically the equivalent of ESPN. Right. Which is a lot better. I mean, the streaming quality. I remember watching streaming baseball when it first started and it was like, oh, wow, this is horrible even for baseball, which is zero things happening. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, the most you, you get is, uh, uh, you know, very little movement on the screen. It's not like mm-hmm. hockey. Now yeah. you can watch hockey streaming on a, you know, 100 inch screen and it's like, this is perfect. This is it is perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I, I I've. I don't watch hockey often, but I do watch it during the Olympics and uh, it is always so much nicer now with the high def, with the 4k signal coming in on my 160 inch screen that I couldn't even imagine like, you know, going to a game anymore. Well, yeah, because it's better quality. It's way better because the camera is flying around, zooming around the, the whole arena. Now, of course, you know, nobody's bringing you nachos or anything like that. And but you, uh, you think they're not. <laughs> okay. You have the, you have the really cool package. I have the Uber package. <laughs> yes. See, that's good. And you don't Uber have food. to, 
you know, and I like the cold, but my wife, who always liked mm-hmm. hockey, was never a fan of going to the games because, mm. you know, it's like 40 degrees in the right, uh, right. in the barn. And it's much more comfortable no matter what watching sports at home, which is yeah. why it yeah. wasn't the dumbest concept, although it, it was. It kind of is the concept when the baseball games had nobody in the stands where they mm-hmm. came out with an app where the fans could like cheer from remotes. Right, right, right. right. No, that's good. Thing about baseball though, it's so different. You're not really going to a sporting event. You're just going on a picnic where there's some stuff happening kind of below you. And I mean, it depends on where your seats are, but yeah, that's uh, Well, I I mean, I don't I usually don't have seats where the events are happening above me. Well, if you're like right behind the plate, you're like right at that level. You're still above the plate, man. You you I don't know. There like, was, there's some of the front rows are a little bit lower in you know, really? so Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, in my experience, anyway, you're usually still up above, but either way, like to me, that's always mostly been a picnic. You're hanging out with friends, you're ordering crappy food, you're, you're drinking whatever beer, whatever you're drinking. And it's, it, there are m- moments in time over the three to five hours where something interesting happens. Right. Right. But, uh, you're not really like, paying attention nonstop to the puck flying around. Right. Yeah. That's not nonstop action. Yeah. I loved going to White Sox games when Mark mm-hmm. Burley was pitching a crafty left-hander couldn't really throw more than, you know, high eighties was not a fireballer. And I remember yes, this is the, the former Minnesota stocking team. Yes. <laughs> the uh, beauty was the guy got the ball and threw the ball. Mm hmm. There was an opening day that my mom and I went to that was 97 minutes long, I believe, was the game time. The the people. <laughs> yes. 97. Minutes. I don't know. I might feel ripped off at that point. Because <laughs> the, uh, they had seats on the club level. So what it was, was the score? One to zip. <laughs> it was a one to zip opening day. 97 minute game. Holy shit. Against the Cleveland Indians. And yeah. the kitchen couldn't even get the food out that people had ordered on the uh, yeah. on that level because it's oh what, my god! Like what? The game's over? Oh my yeah. god! What? How? That that has got to be a record. He was one of the quickest pitchers out there, uh-huh. and of course, you then have to have an opponent that also pitches quick to have a game that and a, and a, two teams who aren't scoring that also helps for that day. But uh, once I saw Mark Burley pitch a perfect game i knew i was never going to go to a baseball game that was any mm-hmm. better than that it was kind of depressing really it's like yeah you might get to go see world series wins that and it's all kind of exciting but mm-hmm. the perfect game was the ultimate because mark burley was my favorite pitcher i mean if i have to go back he's right up there even though totally different styles with guys like tom Seaver, nolan ryan burley was the everyman he was the guy that was sliding across the tarp you know during rain delays and getting yelled mm-hmm. at by the general managers he, a big 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 fan favorite so for him to uh throw a perfect game which at the time it was only like the 21st or whatever in major league baseball history it's like not many people get to say i was in a major league park when a perfect game was thrown so it's like it's all downhill from there no, for sure for sure but let's not bore people let's actually talk about some topics <laughs> this is a topic uh you know this I mean, is just jibber jabber that's, that's right okay we 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 make a good jibber jabber uh yeah. we talked on the last show that we did before 
the last show, which was the interview we did with the dude named Ben. Which, named ben. By the way, the interview with the dude named Ben, uh, he reached out to me and said, so did, you know, did anybody listen to it? What were you, what would you think? I'm like, dude, I, we got way more positive comments on your show than we do on our normal shows. Yes. Multiple people. The concept overall was I started listening. I thought it was going to be really boring, but it wasn't. And right. I thought that was really a, a testament to Ben's storytelling, the ability to engage with idiots like us and ex- mm-hmm. explain this stuff in a way that is exciting, which is kind of like if you go back to being in high school and college, there are a lot of subjects that in the hands of the wrong teacher, boring as hell, in the hands of a teacher that can actually engage with the topics. It's really exciting to hear the stories, and he brought a lot of humor to it, and uh, I think he scared the hell out of a lot of people, which uh, Mm -hmm. rightfully so. I was waiting to hear some of these clips show up on No Agenda. Is Adam not (laughs) listening? I mean, they talked about the power grids. We had the dude named Ben named Ben. We did. We did indeed. Uh, Yeah, no, he's a a good guy. He's interesting, and like I said before, I I, I definitely encourage him to uh, do his own podcast as well. Or at least be a, a regular guest on some other folks' podcast because he does have very good insight. He's fun to listen to. And and he is a dude named Ben named Ben. He would fit well on a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. the tech-type shows. Exactly. So exactly. do that, Ben, if you're listening. You know, yeah, you, you better be listening, back. Ben, or else. And, you know, and if, <laughs> and if Gene drops dead for whatever he's got here, I mean, I'll be looking for oh, no. it. <laughs> for a replacement uh, yes we know we know how that works you're right the next next morning and you're like okay who's my next replacement uh host that i'm gonna be doing this with hey you gotta keep looking forward man you gotta keep going <laughs> forward and uh-huh. uh unlike what's going on we talked about on the last show before the interview that uh, joe rogan and tulsi gabbard were on getter and getter was the really really hot thing mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it's, it's cooled off a little it's cooled off, and I think it's cooled off even more after the interview with the CEO of Getter on Tim Pool. It, it definitely changed my mind big time. I was like, "Hey, competition for uh, uh, you know for Twitter, this is great." Signed up on there. I haven't really, you know, I don't really post shit, but I at least I'm lurking, right? And then, um, you know, listening to the CEO, I'm like, "Oh my god, they're literally trying to build a clone of Twitter." but with a conservative bent. So right. every time the guy says free speech, what he's referring to is conservative speech, not free speech. Because whenever Tim pressed him on uh, topics like, um, you know, well, what if, what if you've got somebody that is uh, posting about, um, uh, about, Jefferson's uh, quote about the tree of Liberty needing to be watered with the, with the blood of Patriots. Oh no, we'd ban that person. Really? They came uh, actually okay. just said they would ban that. I mean, there, it was, there was maybe that's not an exact example, but there, there's literally like 30 different questions that Tim uh, asked of like, well, what about this? And what about that? And they, they're, super willing to ban people on anything that they consider to be uh violence or um 
uh, I don't know how I'd describe it, but essentially very similar to Twitter. Like if Twitter banned people, but without a liberal bent, if right. they were just like, this is too controversial, we're not going to have this on our platform. Then that essentially describes Getter. And I guess there's some dude that I, you know, I'm, I'm not following this stuff, but somebody already got banned that's very high profile from Getter. And Tim was asking, so what did he say or do that got him banned? He's like, well, he's, you know, he's a known white supremacist. Well, no, he's not. There's never, he's never said he is one. He's not a member of any groups that, that would indicate he's a white supremacist. The only thing is the media has called him a white supremacist. And I think this is the guy who's like, um, the founder of the Proud Boys or something like that. And who's incidentally Latino. He's not even white. But uh, somehow he's been labeled as a white supremacist by the media. And well, you can be a black white supremacist now. Yeah, you know? I guess I guess you could. But you're not really black unless you vote for Biden. So. <laughs> right. Right. So are you then really a white white supremacist with black skin? Are you really just in blackface? You may be. That may be even worse. But that's yeah. the problem with all of these sites that say they want to be free speech. Because if you're really free speech, then you let the white supremacist and nazi talk you let the you know nation of islam and farrakhan type people talk and you let everything go or or just quit saying you're about free speech because you're not you're just targeting a particular audience much like twitter is targeting the woke crowd uh getter is targeting the anti-woke crowd right because part of free speech neither one is free speech well right because free speech if you're going to be an absolutist that means if you want to troll somebody and harass somebody nonstop, yeah. that's yeah. free speech. As long as you're using speech, you can't be like, Absolutely. oh, well, no, they were bullying or no, they yeah, were. There, there is no such thing as bullying without physical violence. Right. That's bullshit. That's the redefinition of terms that just demonstrate the overall failure and weakness of American men. I would agree. It sticks and stones, man. We go back that to back it, Yeah. Like back in my day. And I'm sure in your day, that expression of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, was taken as something that you were taught when somebody teased you and you felt bad and your parents or whoever would tell you, you know, just keep this in mind because it doesn't matter what somebody says. You shouldn't let words affect you negatively. I mean, you may not feel good about them, but, you know. Words are words, right? They're you not decide. physical actions. Yeah. You decide what to, how that's going to affect you. Yeah. And you know what bullying is? Bullying is some, uh, some kid that's like physically a year older than you when you're in elementary school coming up to you, punching you in the shoulder and then taking your lunch money. That's bullying. Yeah. Somebody like telling you something you didn't want to hear on the internet. That's not fucking bullying. No, that's called telling the truth. Most quite likely. often. Yeah, quite often. Exactly. Exactly. And I have actually an example, and this is where my clip comes in, of the, the liberal uh, racism that is hidden in plain sight here. And so it's, it's about a 30-second clip. I want to play it here and see what you think, and we can discuss it, but... I was just, I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Who are we listening to? So this is a, uh, I guess he's the, what, what is the guy? So he's, he's the head of one of the states of Australia. So I guess he'd be the equivalent of a governor, but they probably have a different political term for that. 
in, uh, in Australia, but it's one of the Northwest Territories, one of the states with a high Aboriginal uh, population. Um, and I, I did not write down this guy's name, but it's kind of irrelevant. It's just when you listen to the audio, my jaw dropped the first time I heard this. So I, I, I had to play it. I did take all the pauses out of it because there was quite a bit of pause in here. It was probably like a two minute clip when it started. Um, but see what you think. This is an important message to keep Aboriginal people safe. And this message is probably an important one, to keep everybody safe one. You can die from the corona or get really sick. You will like, pass away from this corona or you will like, get really sick one. It's time to get the corona needle to keep people and country strong. Again, it's time to get them this needle from the corona to keep them but all the people and country proper strong one. The corona needle will protect kids, old people, men and women. Well, the young corona needle got to keep them a safe one for all the kids and for all the men and women. Many people around the world have already had the needle. Big more people all around the world been already getting but their needle. It is free and it's safe. The young, that needle black corona is free one and is safe one. If you're worried, talk to your clinic or medical centre, or go to Roll Up for WA on the internet. Even a worrying but talk like yours one clinic, or go like a hospital place, or go to get himself Roll Up like a internet. So get your needle now and stay strong. Thank you. So you will gonna get him that needle and stay proper strong one, and thank you. Okay, it, you understand what's happening here. He had a translator translate english into what all these dark people speak what would be kind of like uh, ebonics in the united states uh-huh exactly i don't know how you get more racist than that because i don't know about you dude but if that counts as another language apparently i speak <laughs> one more language I, I speak aboriginal i totally speak aboriginal because i literally can just i don't need a translator to speak like that no, I mean, to understand if, what she said. Right. If you were to and take out what he was saying and just play that female, what she, yeah, you'd understand. You might be like, you well, would, that's a little weird phrasing, but I get it. Exactly. Exactly. And if, and if it was in the context of this is an Aboriginal person explaining the benefits of Corona, I, I totally get it. And I understand what she's saying. This, what kind of mentality does it take to think that this is a good idea to translate English to English? So that the, you know, the, the, the darkies out there, uh, will better understand what you're saying. Do you think the aboriginals that listened to what she said didn't understand understand him? (laughs) No. Oh my fucking God. There's no way. There's no way in the world. Yeah. It's, it's this whole, and it's, this is exactly the same thing that we have with the liberals and the way that they treat black people in the United States is this whole, like. Oh, you know, you, you poor person, you're not nearly bright enough or educated enough to be able to have a good job and provide for your family. And you would just starve on the street if we didn't hand you out some money and give you extra benefits because you're incapable of actually being a self-sustaining human being. That's the messaging. Yeah. Equity. It's a very important equity. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure that in the discussions for setting this up, their, their conversation and whatever, you know, political office there is like, oh, this will be great. We're demonstrating how we're totally connecting with our Aboriginal population. 
Now, the source that this is from, just to be absolutely clear, you're you're sure this wasn't like their version of Saturday Night Live? No, 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 no. It's no. This guy is well known for being extremely lib and for being extremely pro uh, Corona. And in the it's it's the source is literally his tweet. Wow. It's an official tweet from the Australian government wow. trying to, uh, you know, persuade the um, the Aboriginal population to get the shot. Not to mention the fact that it has lies, lies in it, much like all Corona-related uh, vaccine conversation about perfectly safe. Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, you know, people getting all kinds of uh, negative results as a result of taking the shot, and and from brain hemorrhaging to heart issues to uh, women stopping periods to all kinds of things. This it's- has all been documented in the U.S. At least I'm sure. It's no different in Australia. It's very weird because that was one of the things that I had uh, bookmarked was a uh, article from the Jerusalem Post, which talks mm-hmm. about a bunch of studies where they gave placebos rather than the vaccine. So this is going back a while. I'm guessing mm-hmm. this is the data finally coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was scientists at uh, Beth Israel Medical Center in Boston. They looked at data from 12 clinical trials and found that the nocebo effect, how cute is that, accounted for 76% of all common adverse reactions after the first dose of a vaccine and 52% after the second dose, which means there was like 76% of the people who got the placebo who had the headache and these other minor side effects that people have been reporting, which... uh it's really kind of interesting when well the minor side effects i could totally see the yes. other thing is oh yeah this that, is not we're not talking about the people that are getting myocarditis yeah, and yeah, having exactly. blood clots and all of that from from a little bit of saline i don't think that's gonna fly but it's interesting what the brain will do which yeah. is like oh i i think i got one of these vaccines but, and they're telling me if i get this vaccine i'm gonna be tired and have a headache the next day so i do well, but to be fair, uh, even if you're injecting saline, but you're the, the way you're injecting in order for it to duplicate what your actual uh, vaccine for Corona shot is, is it has to go into muscle tissue. So your arm and it has to be a multi-pronged delivery, which means not that you stick in the needle once and you slowly squeeze it out is that you're doing actually multiple uh, quick little shots to that uh, location. So even if you're doing that with saline, that's going to be, you know, that's that's not the type of typical disturbance that you're used to. True. It's probably more similar to somebody getting a new tattoo. If you're getting headaches from getting a new tattoo, I know your skin is going to be definitely more sensitive in that area and stuff. You know, anytime you fuck with your body, there's going to be some perceived negative uh, aspect to doing that. Um, Either positive even, or negative. You, well, I mean, there's always some negative. I don't think there's ever any pure positive. Even when you start taking like new um, new supplements, quite often when you start, first start introducing a new substance into your supplement regimen, you will have a negative response to that. Like it, like you feel a little bit queasy, or you're you're like extra thirsty, or some some kind of difference. In what you're used to, because now you're dumping like a whole bunch of vitamin D or, right. or whatever that your body is not used to. And it takes a little while for it to adjust the the baseline. That makes sense. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I certainly placebo should not generate anything long-term or severe, but I could see placebo still generating some complaints for sure. I like well, the story and- that uh, was out of India that Larry of that Larry show covered, which was a guy that was addicted to the COVID shots. He was giving mm. his family and friends names. And mm. before they figured this out, he had gotten 11 shots over like a three month oh period. Oh my God. That's <laughs> he said he felt like Superman, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, yeah. Well, that is purely placebo effect. Well, yes, of course. You sure as hell are not by constantly introducing uh, a vaccine into yourself. No. So you mentioned. But he didn't drop uh, dead. So, I mean, there's a plus there, I guess. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. he is Superman. Because so you you, you mentioned Ebonics, and I have a little little sample of that here. Mofo, butter laying into the bone. Take me. Sorry, I don't understand. Cuddy say can't hang. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. <laughs> he said that he's in great pain and he wants to know if you can help him. All right. Would you tell him to just relax and I'll be back as soon as I can with some medicine? Just hang loose, blood. You're going to catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama raised no dummies. I duck a rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. So which airplane was that from? That was airplane one. That was uh, the classic, the first one. Now, who was the female actress? The voice is very familiar. It is. It is. It was uh, Leave It to Beaver's Beaver's mom. Oh, June Cleaver. uh, Barbara Billingsley. Yeah. Damn. So she speaks uh, fluent Java, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, that is very similar to it. Really is what we just it's, heard. It it's sort of like hold on, especially the steward is saying, "Well, tell them I'll be right back." It's like, <laughs> they understand English <laughs> exactly, exactly. They understand English. So that's kind of what I felt like when I heard that that actual Australian clip is like, "Oh my god, life life is now not just parodying." uh comedy it is surpassing comedy of 40 years ago well and it's being done under the name under the label under the guise of you know being woke and we have to be inclusive and it's like wow that is just so so without a doubt uh it just treating people like their children it is so condescending it is it is extremely condescending absolutely but hey, I mean, I guess that is the new world order. If Joe Biden can go on for an hour and 45 minutes on how great he's done over the last year, I mean, we could just tell fairy tales all day long. Can yeah. Do you still well, say but, fairy tale or is that now politically incorrect? Uh, is it? I don't know. I, I guess maybe that that term has now been taken over by another the, group. Uh, right. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Another group. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. You have to be I mean, very careful what you say. I do remember watching a, uh, a boy, this is going to date me. So it was a, I think it was the 1976 version of the pornographic version of Cinderella. Okay. And your DVD collection must be vast. <laughs> believe me, this was not on DVD. The toad's still on beta. You got an old beta I, going. No movie theater, buddy. Okay, and I remember, and that was a good movie. Actually, it was a good, decent sized production. But I remember that that the fairy godmother was indeed a fairy. It was a is a black gay dude. That works, and uh, yeah, it actually worked quite well. It was pretty funny. But 
you know, like people had a sense of humor back then, back in the seventies and, and even in the sixties, like there was <clears throat> like, you could both laugh at things and not be accused of being a, uh, uh, horrible racist. Well, but not just racist, but sexist being a phobe of something. It's right. like, there's a lot more phobes. It seems now there's insane. It's it. I think this is, this is Adam's favorite little Dutch phrase of you are what you call out the other person to be in Dutch, which I don't remember in Dutch, but I think it's totally true because all these people accusing everybody else of homophobia and transphobia and, you know, you name it phobia. That is them. Uh, they are the ones that are afraid of life and everything in it. All the people they're accusing of these phobias don't have any fear of these things. They, you know, dislike is not fear. No. And uh, just because you're, uh, you're calling somebody that, and it, I think the term phobia in the, in the context, certainly of homophobia, came about as really uh it's name calling it, it's not any kind of scientific or psychological description no it's this an is like religion play how do we insult somebody oh i know let's let's say oh you're just afraid of gays that's what it is it's not that you don't like gays you're just totally afraid of gays right what well, was an anti-religion play that was the whole thing well <laughs> if those catholics you know the the church where it was like well we uh we disagree with homosexuality but we do not uh you know, again, it's you hate the sin, not the sinner. This was like, oh, well, you're a homophobe. It's like, well, no, they weren't doing anything. They you know, if there's one place that is definitely not homophobic, it's it's the Catholic Church <laughs> with over a thousand years of gay priests. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody they, they, has they still tolerate them. Like even now, there's there's still tons and tons of priests in the Catholic Church that that are still in it that have a history of liking little boys. That is because nobody is perfect, right? Well, no, because it proves there's no homophobia. It doesn't really prove anything. Well, it does, because right? if the church genuinely was afraid of gay people, the church would instantly, at first accusation, without even any proof, would ah, try and distance itself from the see, priest. That's exactly what the woke mob wants, isn't it, too, for anything? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, what that's really... my point. So if, if the, but the, my point is that if the church was genuinely homophobic, right then that's what they would be doing. But the fact that they, they're not homophobic, they're perfectly willing to, you know, give these priests a second chance or whatever. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about Catholicism here necessarily. I'm not a huge fan, but, uh, there are, there are plenty of things where I will defend Catholics, uh, on because they're clearly just wrongfully accused. Yes. Well, their logic leaves the argument on, so many things. That's one of them. You know, it was like the baker who didn't want to make a cake for the gay wedding. It's like, but you can go to another baker. Well, no, we're going to force you to make the cake. Now you go the other route of this. You know, mm -hmm. for instance, if you were to walk into, you know, Joy Behar, if she had a bake shop and you went in and said, I want a MAGA cake. You think she's mm -hmm. making that for you? <laughs> you think? I mean, exactly. You know, again, all of this stuff has to be treated. Do you think any bakery in San Francisco is going to bake you a maggot cake? Like any one of them? They may, uh, they may poison it. I don't know. I would not. They may. You yeah, know, that really. would be the interesting thing. Okay. If somebody in San Francisco can just go get a cake made 
But then I would bring it to a lab and see what's really inside that cake. I would not eat the cake. If you're maybe, like, maybe this is time. And I don't know what hasn't happened yet. Cause it seems perfectly reasonable to me to just start calling all these people magophobes. They have yeah. magophobia. That would explain a lot of their fear. And they are, and that would be a more accurate description. Honestly. Yes. They are truly afraid of, they Donald are afraid Trump. of MAGA. Yeah, they are, which is, you're seeing a lot of this stuff. You know, one of the latest stories was trying to pit Ron DeSantis against Donald Trump. The left mm-hmm. is pulling out all of the stops. Mm-hmm. You see what's going on in New York right now. The district attorney is really worried that Donald Trump's property may not be worth exactly what he claimed it was. I mean, they'll let murderers and rapists and child diddlers. Well, they can walk the street. But Donald Trump, man, we're worried about this guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exceedingly politically motivated, obviously. And I, and I think a big a big part of this is that they've stopped trying to even pretend that it's not like they just don't care. And I, I think Biden getting office and the the self-admitted tampering or what's their word for it? It's not they didn't call it tampering, uh, adjusting whatever they did to the elections. Right. Well, the, do you remember what the word is? I can't remember what the word is. I don't know exactly what they're using, but it was all the gerrymandering with. And they've been doing that for a long time with changing districts and stuff locally. But it was mainly all of this mail-in stuff. Oh, fortifying. That's what it is. Fortifying For- the vote. Fortifying is that the it? election. Like, they were literally coming out and talking about how, yes, we did this, and that was a good thing that we did. It's like, dude, that that is that is completely against what the election's for. You're not supposed to be mailing ballots from dead people just to get your way. That's That's not fortifying. That should be at least illegal if it's not right. Well, that is one of the bigger problems is guys like Mark Zuckerberg, who spent four hundred and something million mm-hmm. to go out and get out the vote, even if they were legitimate voters to go out and get the mail in votes in the districts only that are a majority for the guy you want. Now, yeah. that's not cheating necessarily, but we know what that is doing to the results. We know now what it takes to win, which is somebody on the other side better have just as much money to have people go into the districts and the areas that are going for the other party and pull those in because this otherwise will skew the election. It can make a difference. And I believe it did in the Biden election, but there was a reason why the voting had happened in the United States for as many years as it did. One, the federalist system rather than the the left now the democrats calling ah oh, we need to take all the voting under the under the big federal government the federal government should control that it's like anybody that hears that who doesn't run in the other direction be like i'm never voting for a democrat again mm-hmm. explain that to me yeah because i understand each and every state may have some problems but the fact that you have 50 states who are all under unique control they're not under one big umbrella that if you don't understand that that is far less susceptible to cheating i don't know how to explain it to you Mm -hmm. i really don't but except for your state of course no our state has had dead people voting for years (laughs) yeah you guys are og dead voters illinois california new york i don't think there's any hope for those three states i don't think there's a question that those are the worst three states for yep. this kind of corruption in the united states absolutely yeah 
But I think people are getting tired of this. I think people are finally seeing some of this stuff. I mean, one, you could point to the 24-year-old white girl that got killed in the L.A. area in the furniture store as maybe going to be always. It's always when something happens to a white girl, then people get more concerned. But this random violence where somebody just walks into a furniture store and stabs Mm -hmm. her and then goes upon their day. Yep. You can't let these people walk free. And I don't mean, you know, these people as any particular skin tone. I mean, criminals, murderers. You can't just be like, ah, it's okay. You were victims. Your great, 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 great grandmother was a victim. So we're not going to put you in jail if you go out and rape and kill. That's fine. You know, of the. uh of the black population in the United States, and as Adam likes to call, they're differentiated between ADOS and the um, the immigrant black population. Uh, in the ADOS population, uh, and I read this probably about four or five years ago, so I'd have to do some Googling to find the source. But something like 86% of that ADOS population has a white relative in their background. Sounds about right. And given that being the case, this is a melting pot. This is what America is about. It's like, well, I would like the left side of my body to, uh, you know, apologize to the right side of my body for being white in in my great grandmother. Does the left side Uh, have to give reparations to the right? Well, I'm not even getting into that, but I I mean, it's just like the absurdity of it. That's that's like saying that uh, if you have like, well, let's let's look at the United States. So we were fighting in vietnam we were fighting in japan we were fighting in germany we're fighting in a bunch of places in the middle east so should every person whose parents were american on one side and from that country on the other side you know should they be held responsible for what was done either by the united states or by that country depending on which side you look at it to the other side of themselves i mean it's it's complete absurdity it's like you're you're not talking about somebody that was rescued from a Ku Klux Klan rally lynching and then saying, OK, well, this guy deserves like a check for fifty thousand dollars for the trouble you want to. Right. Uh, no, you're, you're literally talking about people who've had uh, likely plenty of relatives that were not directly from Africa and people that are easily 10 to 15 generations from anybody that was uh, brought over on the slave ships. And yet they the listening to the Democrat. And by the way, this isn't, I don't think mostly black people talking about this. It's mostly the, the rich liberal Democrats that keep bringing this up because why again, because they don't consider these people to be their equals. No, it's they the aboriginal the, thing. It's the, it's totally the aboriginal thing. They, they think of them as these, Poor little demented, uh, low IQ, you know, hardly above level of children that need to be taken care of as long as they vote in the elections for Democrats. And that's the interesting part, because I think the Democrats are totally misreading a bunch of situations where the Latino community and the black community community. I mean, that's one of Adam Curry's uh, buzzwords too. the, the community. But the that demographic, very religious. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on with the abortion stuff. There's a lot going on with the liberal policies 
that do not click with the family values of either somebody that's black or somebody that's Latino. Absolutely. And I think that may end up backfiring on them big time. I mean, there's the Democrat concept right now, which seems to be based upon one thing, and that is the greed of people that do not want to work and would rather take money from the government and are more than willing to sacrifice any freedom or everything. I'm better off with the government giving me money rather than me having a job. And I think that we are at some kind of tipping point right here that could still go either way. Mm -hmm. And the question is, which group of people is going to rise up when enough people realize that there are strings attached to all that government money? This concept that this isn't Bill Gates is my uncle and I can just get money anytime I want to. And there's nobody that's paying for it that will even notice that amount is gone. Mm -hmm. What we have going here is you're taking money out of your neighbor's pockets. No other way to describe what's going on. And uh, at some point you, you get tired of the fact that, well, wait, I want a new iPhone. Well, no, you're on government aid. You don't get a new iPhone. You get an Obama phone from like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely which i think is ironic as hell but you think yeah and and there are a bunch of books um i was looking for the one that i'd i'd read but i found a different one called like this one's called it's okay to leave the plantation there's a number of books that reference like the new plantation or you know leaving the plantation things like that and over books written by black people about what we're talking about about the uh uh the the plantation that is created by these wealthy liberals to keep the black population in this state of suspended animation where they're not progressing at all forward. And, uh, they're just expected to be really, un, you know, less than full self, uh, less than full humans in control of themselves, like literally uh, children. And it's, it's almost it's hard for me to understand why more black people have not very publicly just come out and switch parties because of the things you just mentioned. And because it just seems so damn obvious that were I in the situation where uh, I'm being looked at the way that, is, that the, these rich Democrats look at black people, I'd be very pissed off at them because uh, I don't <laughs> I don't like. Uh, that feeling of being perceived as, uh, you know, some kind of idiot. Well, the assumption that any person is going to vote in a certain way based upon the amount of pigment in their skin should bother anybody as well. This concept of, well, oh, if you're black, well, yeah, you're, you're going to vote Democrat. Of course, Joe Biden said you ain't black if you don't vote for Joe Biden. I exactly. think they feel the same way about the Latino community. I mean, there's really. Not that kind of a, you know, nobody's like, ah, you're white. You're going to vote Republican. Like, no, that's why would you assume all people of, you know, that are black or Latino are going to vote in one way? You don't assume that white people. I've never heard like, wow, oh, all white people vote Democrat or all white people vote Republican. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're wrong. All white people vote for Nazis. Oh, do they? I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I should be looking very I should be looking closer at my ballot then. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you get you get a special ballot that is only Nazis. And uh, you're going to end up voting for them, whether you like it or not. 
Now, well, and this brings us nicely to another topic that I want to touch on, which is Trump. I don't know if you listen to my podcast at all, but I you I, do a podcast. I do occasionally do a podcast, and I just had uh, an episode come out just a few days ago. It only comes out like once every three months, though, so I'm not right on the cusp <laughs> of uh, waiting for a new episode. Oh, three months. I don't know. I'm sorry. I did 60 episodes uh, last year. But yeah, uh, but there was a there was a while you were doing four episodes a day. So what? You're like, I went to the fridge. Shut I up, got man. A, Shut I, up, man. I got a beer. <laughs> okay, now you're just exaggerating. A little. It's not, not getting a beer. For comedic for sure. effect. You were getting a few uh, mice to feed Maybe nice tea or something. Yeah. Right. But Trump, and, yeah, he's still around. Well, so Trump. So my episode was about Trump and how he should not be running. And I think that there are many reasons for that. And I know that it pisses off some people to hear that I don't, I don't think Trump ought to be running. Um, and I voted for him twice. I have no problem admitting that. Um, I think he was the right vote two times. He is not the right vote this third time, uh, aside from the fact that he's too old. And I don't mind uh, calling him old because he's younger than I am. Uh, but nonetheless, he is he is going to detract from what would be a complete shoe in Republican victory. Right, because the news media is going to do nothing but bash him where if if they throw a curve and it's not Trump and that if this was the setup, this would be the most beautiful thing ever, which is you get to that point and then Trump's just like, nope, not me. Yeah, and I think that he has a place for sure in the Republican Party. He can be a Don. He can anoint people. He can help campaigns by giving him massive contributions, if nothing else. He can uh, sort of be the the voice of of what people voted for when they voted for him in um, in uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, you know, the pre election election, the the, the primaries. Uh, yeah, primary. Exactly. Yeah, so they he wanted could, somebody he that be wasn't a politician. Play. Yeah, people wanted somebody that had never served in office, and that's what they got. But right now, the guy that is the most obvious person to win and win big is DeSantis. Right. And and I'm got made fun of for mispronouncing his name, by the way. You could you keep saying DeSantos rather than DeSantis? DeSantis, DeSantos, DeSantas. Uh, you know, whatever that whole Latinx grout wants to call him, I don't really care. Um I'm just gonna call him DeSantis. And I think that the possibility at this point, and I agree with you, Trump will be a distraction if he runs i think he wants to run of course he does i don't want to uh even try to guess whether he will or not i do believe that if he does run there's a pretty good chance it's a trump and desantis ticket which i think would be interesting it'd be interesting here's the problem there trump is a big negative on desantis i think he could win very easily by bringing a new a new generation, a new voice, a success of Florida uh, to the ticket. Yes. Trump brings all the old stories about diddling pussies and womanizing and being uh, twice voted on to be impeached and all this negative crap. Yeah, but the economy was flying. Uh, People don't remember things like that. What they remember are the little sound bites of him diddling pussies. And all that stuff will have to be rehashed that we wouldn't have to rehash with DeSantis. So 
it's it's a I think it would be detrimental to have Trump on the ticket. I think there's a much higher chance of Trump actually losing and becoming a two time loser as president. And that would mean Hillary's probably going to end up being our president. And I really don't want that. <laughs> but I'm also not voting for Trump. I've, I've said this. I'm going to stick to it. If Trump's on the ticket, I'm not voting Republican. I'm going to vote Libertarian. I think it would be interesting from the DeSantis viewpoint. If Trump wants to run, the VP slot for him is basically getting in for four years and then take over from there. I believe. I I think you're true, but it's I think it's true. But why? It's a waste of four years. Like he could be in there. No, it's not because he's got the time. He's young. He's not as old as you or I. Well, that's true. But there's no reason for him to wait. He would be he would win against any Democrat. Well, at this point, I would hope because the Democrats have no good options. Yeah. Hillary. They're going to run Hillary. I'm definitely sticking with that. You don't. Do you think Michelle Obama wants this? Dude, that's not even realistic. No, it is. I think it is realistic because I think she would beat Hillary. No, no way in hell. Okay. Get a red book. Yeah. Put it, put it in whatever book you want. Not going to (laughs) happen. She is not a, she's never been in office. Barack had never been in office either. I mean, even though he was a state senator, he never showed up. He was off uh, doing yes, something. and I, I and and he was the first black man to be uh, in office, and I think we all remember how that went. And I think bringing in his wife as the first black woman is not enough. It's not enough of a worthwhile, interesting thing to make it happen, even for the liberals. Uh, she has no qualifications to be in that office. He and I agree with you. He didn't either. But I think there was enough of a push to bring him in. And he was running uh, at a point where there was really nobody running from the Republican ticket. No, there was not enough of a challenge, although that's what I think the Biden and Harris ticket was supposed to be against Trump. I think I think the whole covid thing happened and they're like, oh, crap, we're going to win. And uh, then they realized they had one of the worst tickets ever. Yeah, they had put out there. I think this was really supposed to be the. Yeah, Trump's going to run away with this. And by the time they realized that the covid fallout was causing the issues that it was, I think it was too late for them to do anything. And I guess I'm just still surprised that Biden's still uh, standing at this point and hasn't been replaced for one reason or another. Well, um. I mean, he's still alive, so I guess he's standing. Yeah, well, kind of. But I would agree with you that I think Trump's going to bring more problems to the election. I think at this point, if the election was today, I think he would win. So I don't I don't think he will. I think think it's really close. It's going to be really close. If he runs and he wins, it's going to be like a 51, 49 percent victory. I mean, nobody's going to pay attention to the mainstream media stories anymore. That's still my favorite game. I've mentioned that a few times recently on the podcast that I'm doing somewhere or other, that it's still one of my favorite things is to open up CNN online at any random time, their website, and see if the word Trump is in one of the top like mm-hmm. two to five stories. And it almost always is because they have yeah. nothing but a hard on for Trump. Yeah, and no, that's, I don't that's, think anybody's paying attention to them anymore. Well, that's very true. But also part of the reason I think that it, it's not likely to be a Trump victory is because we saw what they did to Trump 
when he got the biggest vote to come out for him in the history. Like more people voted for Trump than had voted for any previous president. And more voted for him in the second time. I mean, it was yeah, just. That's what I mean. The second time. Yeah. Right? More people voted for him. Except that we just had all it of the wasn't ballot harvesting. Enough. It wasn't. In, and what do you think that's going to stop? The laws may be. The laws may be at this point. I know there is some stuff going on in Wisconsin over this stuff with they're saying that the drop boxes are unconstitutional for uh, the Wisconsin state law. And I think we're too close to all this stuff that they're not going to be able to get this law passed anyway if they want to change it. But all this stuff that was the temporarily changed due to COVID, which COVID, I think that when we look back, I mean, it's horrible that people got sick and died. Yeah. But I think the biggest fallout you're going to see from this is due to the election here, at least here in the United States, is from the election due to all of the changes that were made just for COVID, which, oh, no, you can just you don't even just send your ballot in. That's fine. You don't you can send in 15 of them. It doesn't matter. I don't think that's going to change before the election. I think all the exact same things are going to happen. We're going to have plenty of ballot harvesting. We're going to now is it going to happen on both sides, though? I mean, are the the Republicans going to be that dumb? I wish. I wish it would. And the answer is yes, the Republicans will be that dumb because there are plenty of Republicans that think we can win fair and square. We don't need to do any of this bullshit. Well, that's fair. And, I mean, tech, it's OK. I guess there's a big difference between fair and square and legal. Eh, you know, I mean, again, what, what the difference is, the Democrats have more often than not had zealots on their side. And a zealot is someone who predominantly looks at win at all costs. And and plenty of Democrats have said that when at all costs, we do whatever it takes. That that phrase right there is very common. Well, the On Democrats the Republican want you to side, believe that showing an ID is so very racist. Except for COVID. Yes. Right. Then, then of course, you have to show an ID. Oh, of course. I mean, what? how racist are you if you don't want to show an ID for COVID? Right. But to vote, so, that's, that's different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrats said, okay, we'll agree to IDs, but they have to be COVID IDs. The only people that have taken at least six shots by the time the election rolls around are qualified to vote. And all these anti-vaxxer crazy people, they're probably mentally unstable and they shouldn't be voting anyway. Oh, you see, this is what the Democrats do. Then what you do is you get rid of all mail-in voting and you make it so you can't leave your house unless you've been vaccinated. (laughs) You're like, oh, shit, you just okay here. Now, red book that one too. talk about a plan. I, I just think that there's a a very strong, optimistic exuberance among many on the right side who I know that are all in on this, like, oh, my God, nobody in their right mind would ever vote for a Democrat ever again in the history of the United States, given what's happened with this last election. And the last and, year. And uh... yeah, yeah, last year. And And my take is the opposite. I'm like. Okay, first of all, what we saw in election uh, fortification, to use their word, is the first time on a big scale. It's happened in the past on smaller scales. First time on a big, well, maybe that's not even fair to say. I mean, Kennedy got elected this way, too. But uh, it's, it's something that has not been as prevalent as it was last time. No way in hell will that effort be lower on the next election than the previous election. Now, is this um, just because we have the kind of data and polling that we do 
that the people that want to throw the money in, like the Zuckerbergs, know exactly where to put it. They know exactly what county in Wisconsin and exactly what county in Pennsylvania and exactly what county in Georgia and Arizona that you need to put the money into. Well, I think it's a little more than that. I, I think that they they have figured out that they don't really need to do anything until election day. And then as the ballots are counted and coming in, they've just got spare boxes of ballots to bring in. So it doesn't look too out of the place. Well, I don't even think that's what but they I mean. Granted, that, that could uh, be done, but I don't even think that's what they did. I think the ballots they brought in were legal. Oh, they are legal. That's my point. They're quasi legal. I mean, a lot of them are ballots that were filled out for people who may or may not have actually paid attention to what the person that's asking them what should be on the ballot. I mean, you've right. seen these undercover videos where oh, the yeah. person that's getting the ballots is like, now, would you like to vote for uh, Joe or somebody else? Yeah, this is going back. Uh, yeah, well, I don't years. even know who's running, so I guess I'll vote for Joe. Yeah, over 20 years ago when my grandmother was in an assisted living place they mm-hmm. there was a hubbub about that that these uh, mm-hmm. these people came through and helped the people vote yeah, and a exactly. lot of these people shouldn't have been voting because they had exactly. dementia and dementia. issues and yeah but yeah and there the, is there's yeah and there this is, is uh, this is the issue with what the democrats are always willing to do and the republicans are not and right. so i think that just in general the election is going to be very close regardless of who runs i think if DeSantis runs It'll be a little wider spread with him having a very good chance of winning. If Trump runs, it'll be super close with, in my opinion, just as much chance of Trump losing as winning. Depends on who his uh, VP is, I guess. But even with DeSantis as a VP, there's still a very good chance of Trump losing because all the same efforts are going to be put in place. All the same kind of assistance towards uh, ballots. Uh, is going to be happening, but is Nothing that any different? Increase. Is that any Here, different that what they're going to put into that, whether it's Trump or somebody else? Do you think? I, I think that it's easier to convince these nursing home people to remind them of how bad and evil Trump is than to just try and explain to them who the governor of Florida is, who they've never heard of. They're like, well, but I had money back when Trump was in office, or or like a lot of them live in Florida, and or they have friends that live in Florida and they're happy in their retirement. It's where everybody's going. Florida right? is growing yeah. leaps and bounds. Well, and incidentally, of course, that's where I was, uh, right. where I got my disease, my flu, my, my disease. You're, you're, it's, the, your, uh, it's the Florida coof. Uh, I wouldn't call it that, but I would definitely say that, uh, you know, it, it, it is technically true that after a trip to Florida, I ended up getting a virus. It's just not COVID. But because well, nobody's wearing masks. That's where, wait, you know what? Oh, that's the whole where... plane was wearing masks, dude. What are you talking about? No, but in Florida, I mean, I saw Alexandria well, Ocasio-Cortez. No, maybe you did. Were you hanging out with AOC? Well, okay. She is pretty hot. I have to say that. <laughs> I have no, I have no problems hanging out with hot looking Democrats. Yeah, I could just see. I, I, uh, this here's exactly how I'm imagining this happening. You're in Florida. <laughs> You're hanging out in, uh, you know, Disney World, and there comes AOC with her yeah. little Minnie Mouse ears on, looking all cute. And you're like, so "How'd you know she was wearing those?" You're That's like, "Totally Hi. true. That is totally true. She was totally wearing those." You're like, "Hi, I'm Gene, and I'm a Democrat liberal." Uh, <laughs> you're like a chameleon. I'm a huge, huge supporter. Huge supporter. Yes, I see yes. exactly. How Thank that God you're safe after that insurrection. Right. Yes. I mean. We know what people we were, were just We were fearing. praying for your safety, yes. Yes. And you were in, like Flynn at that point. <laughs> you were exactly. in, I'm telling you. But that's it. Florida people out wear, not wearing masks and uh, 
the numbers have been interesting and it's it's quite interesting that they've decided at the point that the covid cases were showing and i don't believe the tests and i don't believe the numbers and i don't believe and i've been saying this for well over a year that the case numbers mean anything but it's very interesting that the government decided those didn't mean anything once they start hitting over like a million new cases a day mm-hmm. very interesting that well and i i, I loved in the last no, agenda when the stories talked about it was a clip for mainstream media talking about the huge rise in, in children coming in with COVID to where it was like, I don't remember, it was like 180 new cases, maybe 800 cases. I remember there was an eight in there uh, of uh, children coming into hospitals with COVID. Uh, and of course, that includes people that came in for other reasons that were later tested and found to have antibodies. But yes. What? Yeah. That is not people coming in for COVID because they're so miserable and sick that they need to be put on ventilators. That is people visiting the hospital in normal course of events who happen to have a flu virus variant. Uh, and, and furthermore, not even an active one necessarily because right. they have antibodies. Right. That could so mean I had it two weeks ago fuck? and got better. Could mean three months ago. Right. So it, it is just ridiculous. It's, uh, it's literally telling somebody who's, who is now, uh, safe at least for a while from getting infected saying oh yeah yeah no you're clearly uh you're reported as a covid person coming in here now it's like no no, you literally can't get sick you've got antibodies but they're going to classify you as a covid spreader well let's see the whole fear porn thing i mean the uk believe it or not as we heard today on no agenda the uk is like we're done with this now the question is i think the uk is mostly just trying to get rid of uh well, they uh, want to get rid of Boris. Boris, yeah. But he's he this is a this is an effort and everybody loves this. Of course, now what happens if you control the testing again is those numbers could go right back up. And be like, oh, oh my god, Boris let everybody take the masks off and now the cases are fourteen million. Oh my god. Yeah. And then they'll and be then hanging him from a tree. Brits in general are extremely compliant, apparently not as much as Australians, but they're <laughs> In general, they're very compliant. They have a a long, long history of bureaucracy ruling the way. Uh, there's been tons and tons of British comedies about this, and uh, certainly plenty of historical videos as well about just the, the power that bureaucracy has in the UK for anything from, you know, installing a fence post on your own property uh, to... Um, you know, who you're allowed to hire uh, for a particular type of job. And it's just it's like everything is very controlled and people are very used to being told what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. There, there isn't this what we used to refer to as American spirit, which is a, a spirit of individuality, individualism, which meant people wanted to be left alone and do whatever the fuck they wanted. Right. It's Larry's long as it, Leave us the yeah, fuck aloneers. Yeah. And as long as it doesn't harm anyone physically, I have to say physically now, because talking at someone is not harm. Yeah, oh, my God. You said something I don't like. Exactly. You're hurting me. Gene. <laughs> See, now you sound like a uh, like a South Park character. <laughs> You're hurting me. Yeah. All right. So you got anything else? Yeah. Well, this is a story that I'm sure we'll be hitting back uh, at some point again. But there was a uh, report 
I don't know if you saw this, that the IRS, if you want to log into their website, mm-hmm. it will soon require a selfie and an account with a third party service, which is ID.me. Okay. Which it said was former. I don't know if they thought this was a good thing. Founded by former Army Rangers in 2010. It is a company that's evolved into providing online ID verification services. But the concept that you need to use a photo of yourself mm-hmm. attached to your IRS file in order to access it. It's like, fuck you. No, this is not a good sign. But we can't require identification for people to vote. But if you want to get into your IRS account, we need a photo of you. Yeah. What sense does this all make? I still don't get it. Uh, you know, it's just more data for them. They like having data and uh, they don't mind farming it out. IDME has been around for a while, though. They're, uh, I think they were primarily used for ex-military uh, and uh, providing a uh, a proof of ID in in websites, government sites or public sites that required proof of like past uh, service, uh, you know, essentially websites where it wasn't good enough just to say, yep, I served in the military. Right. Uh, these guys were the ones that uh, typically were farmed out the solution. Uh, and they may know what the they're doing. Oh, yeah. I have no no doubt the company is going to be perfectly fine doing this. But I think your bigger point is why is the IRS doing this? Yes. It says, uh, so to get an account, after uploading an image of your driver's license, state-issued ID, or passport, you then will be prompted to take a live selfie with your mobile device or webcam so they can do a facial recognition to see if you match, I would guess, what's on your ID. Uh, yeah. The person that was trying this for uh, the Zero Head site said it actually took a few times to produce an acceptable result. And then once that's accepted, they ask you to verify a phone number and it cannot be a voice over IP such as Skype or Google Voice. So it's like they really want to. Uh, well, then they don't have a phone number. I mean, a lot of people just don't have anything else. So you You're won't not, be able to. Like, it. there's no government requirement to have a cell phone. It, there is now if you want to get into your account. Mm-hmm. Well, so this, but you know, you another. can't. Again, you can't ask for ID to vote, but you can tell people they have to have a uh, an ID dot me account and a, a ver- yeah. phone number in order to look at your uh, IRS so records. What What's the why would you want to log into the IRS? I'm not quite sure about that either. I'm not sure if this would then be in order to submit your tax returns, which I know you don't have to log in to do. Mm-mm. Maybe to check on the status of a refund, which I know that is one of the things that their website offers. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm not sure. Unless, again, there are payment plans, things like that, that you need to log in. It's just very mm-hmm. interesting that the IRS is putting this kind of money into a system because you're right. Anybody listening out there, how many people have logged into the IRS website in the past five years? I'm guessing not most. Yeah, I think if you're doing like a 1080 EZ form or something, maybe you could just do it right on their site and not use any other service. Perhaps. So if anybody else knows, I'm just kind of intrigued by this whole concept. And I think this is a bad way to start going with government IDs, which is, you know, even this company may be completely legit. The fact that you're way, bringing in a third party. How the company. hell are you supposed to do a picture of yourself for this anyway? Is you there need a cell again? phone. 
Is there an assumption? Oh, you, so you have to, like, if you don't have a cell phone, you just can't log in. I guess cell phone or webcam because you need to verify that. The- neither one of those two is a requirement to be an American citizen. It is now. That's the problem. Yeah. You, everybody, you're you're going to get a Biden phone. Is, would you, okay, would a Biden phone be better than an Obama phone? Or I would it, hope so. No, it, it would be. It won't be a flip phone. No, it would. The Biden phone would be a double-sized flip phone with the really big buttons. So, oh, Joe. yes, that's that's right. Okay. <laughs> The Obama for, phone for the ailing eyesight. Well, I could actually yeah. use one of those. Yeah, I could too. But the Obama phone would be like way cooler than the yeah. Biden phone. I, I, I don't say. know, man. Obama phone was just a flip phone. Yeah, but it was free, man. Yeah. But speaking well, you, of, wait, you don't think Biden's going to give you a free phone? Of course he is. He's going to deliver it himself. That's going to be his new job. He's yeah. going to go door to door with a box of phones and be like, everybody um, gets a new phone the day after the elections. Well, only if you vote for Joe. Well, obviously. I think it's the day before the election, and you have to show him your ballot. Yeah, that's good. Uh huh. I wouldn't doubt I like it. That. Yeah, just scan it. Just take a picture and send it in, and and you and this you, way we, yeah. we can keep all the Republican uh, ballots harvesting initiatives in control that way. And if you do that, you get a brand new iPhone. If you don't do that, you get the uh, you get the Biden phone. Yeah, seems to make sense. But we are that a value nuts for that value nuts. podcast. Yeah. Which means we put yeah we are so do we do we have any any supporters or do are we dry we're we're fairly dry but this is see the locals thing is still confusing for me on how people can give like multiple months and it does look like that gives them months at a time so we we need to kind of go uh, to locals give us money yes go to locals that's the that's the best way you can go to unrelenting dot show you'll find the link like HB worth it looks like came in with six months worth which I'm assuming that means they're giving them six month access to any of the premium content and then after oh, that wow. would be my guess and these all came in over the last like few months like josh mandel i think we mentioned him on one of the other ones was in for three months mm-hmm. lord daniel bully steed they all came in on locals and that i'm still trying to figure out exactly uh because their system is not the most simplistic thing to figure out it's not like oh well somebody just paid i will you. say that the front end for the users i think it's perfectly fine it's basic but it's easy to navigate the back end for us is a little too simple and not horribly easy to navigate yes and we could we'll figure it out but uh, i just want to make sure everybody knows we appreciate if you came in on locals and we're still figuring that system out uh, so sir kilgore trout came in via paypal as did brian hall and of course jeremy gertie still coming in with the streaming checks and that is all very much appreciated and uh we got to figure out the video i mean you just have to press play i guess at the right point or record mm-hmm. and uh and so we can see your pretty face as long as i mean who knows i mean by next well, week and by the way you know i've been meaning to tell you this as well there's no reason that we have to limit our videos on locals to any part of this podcast because for one they have a 30 minute limit on video so it's kind of useless for the podcast oh well that sucks but but it's not like 30 per month right it's 30 per video we could just jump on for various little exactly so if i want to bitch about something i may very well just jump on and record a quick little iphone video and post it on locals rather than waiting for you or something and i would encourage you to do likewise so that that way yeah and then and Again, well, then we can bounce it through YouTube and get all those live comments and all all that kind of fun. There's a lot of cool stuff that we can 
certainly do once the YouTube thing. And, and I think video is pretty much figured out. Like I said, I'm just like, once the COVID clears, I'm though, feeling Gene. a little, a little under the weather with this flu thing. And so I would just prefer to do it audio only this time, but yeah, we'll we hope you're feeling video. better by next week. I mean, plenty of fluids. I'd better be, yeah. better be feeling better. Otherwise, I mean, I don't want to fly to, uh, austin for a funeral or anything so i mean no or no. that be in minnesota where i mean really where because you got family in seattle and you got you came from minnesota yeah yeah I, I, they're I cremating you on the spot is there like a government agency that's just <laughs> yeah. waiting like top yes, secret there's there's a there is a uh a dead man switch out there it's nice will i get will i get like a very cryptic email if you drop like just oh i'll tell you what when you know the dead man switch is activated is when you google me and nothing comes up in the results everything's gone everything's gone all at once yeah that would be the coolest thing ever if you could actually if you had that kind of power to just wipe yourself off the internet well unfortunately it's not me who has the power but it is tied to a dead man switch and there everybody be like fed 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 people do like saying that that's for sure that's a beautiful thing. I know. I mean, the spot the spook. If if Gene shows up at your meetups, then you know. You know which one it is. Although he's probably not working for the government you think he's working for. <laughs> so there's that. I'm in private industry. Yes, sure. Private industry. Company. Legitimate businessman. <laughs> so, it says so on my business card. Totally legit. That's the best business card ever. <laughs> legitimate businessman. Mm. Gene Nevtuliev. Yeah. And and you know, you're like, you know, somebody's totally not a fed when they're just wearing a tracksuit. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Russian mafioso. But if you want to subscribe, go over to unrelenting.show and then go to the locals link or just go directly to unrelenting.locals.com. What, what's the PayPal? The PayPal is a link on the unrelenting.show. Perfect. And but people uh, don't have to remember it. They just click on there. Yes. And I do need to make sure we have a. Uh, a page that people can go to and all that, but it's all there. Just go mm-hmm. to unrelenting jot show. You, you can't miss it. But uh, with that said, we will be back next week. I mean, unless something really, really bad happens and Gene Ivermectin and, uh, and some, uh, or maybe you get COVID probably it's bound <laughs> to happen at some point. I had to leave the house the other day to go. Oh to, no, you yeah. left the house. Yeah. I had to go to the retinal specialist and, uh, uh, you know, the left eyes tugging a little again, which is always what I like to hear. So I need to go back in 12 weeks to have them look at that again. But going into the hospital building for any kind of like. Oh, you're just asking to get infected. I know. Yeah. So I'm just going to knock on fake wood and hope that by next week, we're both alive and well for another edition of the Unrelenting Podcast. You got anything else, Gene? No, no, I'm, I'm good. Until next time, then. Later.